Amen. God bless you. God bless you, saints. God bless you, those of you who came out this evening, and those of you who are tuning in. It's always good to to know that there are uh, more than one. Amen. That there are more than one that are uh, excited to hear what the Word of God has for us, and to uh, I want to continue to learn uh, more and more about the Lord and our faith and and, and ourselves. Right? Amen. When we when we study the Word of God and we look into the Word of God, you know, we learn a lot about ourselves and the character that we have. Um, it's not always uh, always wanting to know about our Heavenly Father, although that is a lot of what we do learn. Um, but it's learning the things that we struggle with and how we can change that and how we can combat that through the Spirit of, the God, of God. Amen. And the Heavenly Father. Amen. So um, I believe that we already uh, we already covered our 30 minutes of prayer. Um, amen. For those of you who are accustomed to our services here at CRC, so I'd like to get right into today's message, to today's uh, lesson. Amen. As we continue on with the Christian Development Course, lesson number nine. Amen. Which is, uh, as Pastor mentioned, is touching base on the restoration of the erring. Amen. Restoration of the erring, and what that means, and what that means for you and I today, right? Whether we be in in essentially two stages of our life at times. Amen. We find that. Uh, we can be the one that needs restoration, and we can also be the one that is the restorer. Amen. Yes. Amen. Um, but uh, at, the end of, at the end of the day, and when it's all said, and, and we can close the book, there is one true restorer. Amen. And that is our Heavenly Father, our Redeemer. Amen. And we know that He lives today, and that's Jesus Christ. Yes. Amen. So I thank God for this lesson. I thank God for uh, what He's shown me in this lesson, and I hope that He uh, can speak to your hearts. And for those of you who have the lesson handy today, you, know, you can follow along. And for those of you at home who do not have the lesson, I just ask that you tune in. I'll give you a few scriptures that you can, uh, you can turn to. Um, but, uh, you know, there will be some that I might reference, but we won't go to every scripture. There's tons of scripture in these lessons, and I want to make sure that we, uh, we make best of our time tonight. Amen. So, ironically enough, before I get started in today's lesson and we get into the scripture, uh, for those of you who, are, uh, who follow um, maybe... Uh, the Old Testament and where um, um, some of the uh, maybe old religions or what maybe uh, that still exists today, like Judaism. And although we are from a Christian faith, amen, and we follow the Holy Bible, ironically today is the Yom Kippur. And if you're not familiar with that, um, it's the Day of Atonement in Judaism, right? The, what the Hebrews believe, right? And they, they study the 24 books, right, that are in the Holy Bible, in the Old Testament, but not all the Bible, all the Holy Bible covers in the 39 books. Right? They, don't, they don't follow the New Testament, but we follow the Holy Bible, and we are going to study that today. But ironically, as I mentioned, today is Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement. So Judaism believes, right, that faith that believes that it, in 24 hours, the Day of Atonement can be uh, as a day where all sins are forgiven, where uh, your fate is sealed for the next year, and it's, uh, it's just known as a day of fasting and a day of prayer. 24 hours is all you need. Right, but we know it today, if you have followed Jesus Christ, that uh, repentance is daily. Yeah. Repentance is not something you do once a year. It's something you do daily. Yeah. Amen. We must, we must die daily, amen, and we must repent, amen, and we must know that when we live a life of sin and that we, uh, we need restoration in our life, right, we must first come to repentance, amen. We must first ask the Lord for forgiveness, amen. He is our Heavenly Father, and yes, the Lord has given us brethren, right? He's given us brothers and sisters in the faith that help us and that can help build us back to the faith and help us, um, you know, fall uh, back into line with the will of God and, and help restore the spirit 
Um, so we know it as repentance is being daily, amen? It's not just a 24-hour process, and I'm not shaming or, or uh, disagreeing with anything that, uh, you know, some of the, uh, the ancient beliefs have, amen? I'm just saying that it was progressive. The Word of God was progressive, and it didn't stop there. It kept going, right? It wasn't just the Old Testament. It kept going to the New Testament, amen? And I'm going to stop preaching. I'm going to start to teach, Amen. Because I can get going on that. Amen. But I did want to just make that, uh, you know, known that ironically today we're learning about restoration of the erring. Amen. And what is that? What really is it? Amen. It's, it's when somebody goes astray from the word of God, right? It's when somebody strays away from knowing uh, uh, to what, what to be true and no longer following it. Amen. Or, or just fell from a sin, right? We committed a sin. Amen. And it became something that we didn't have somebody to restore us. Yeah. Or we didn't know how to come back and ask the Lord for forgiveness or ask the brother or sister for forgiveness. And we've allowed it to fester. And now we're in a point of where we are the erring. Amen. And we need somebody to restore us. Yeah. Amen. Every one of us needs help. Yes, the greatest of teachers, the greatest of ministers, the greatest of anything that we know today in the, in the flesh. Amen falls victim to sin none of us are perfect we all go through life and life can get the best of us and that's why god gave us brethren amen that's why god gave us a brother and sister so that we can be restored amen so let us get into today's lesson amen the book of galatians chapter 6 verses 1 through 10 is where we'll start amen and if you got it say amen. amen if you at home are going to tune in there again it's galatians chapter 6 verses 1 through 10 And this is is exactly what we're going to cover today. Amen. And the Bible says this. It says, brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, in any sin, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself lest you also be tempted. Amen. It says, bear one another's burdens. Amen. And so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Let him who is taught the word share in in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Amen. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Amen. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Amen. Amen. So, so let us not be deceived or feel that God can be mocked. Amen. In everything we do, we must do it with gentleness, with meekness, and when it comes to restoring those that have fallen. Amen. And it says to consider yourself, and we're going to cover that today. Amen. Consider yourself being, being, being in the shoes of the individual that you're restoring. Amen. How would you want to be restored? Amen. How, how, how are you going to receive it if you're taught with with nothing but, um, you know, nothing but brimstone and fire, amen? And this is all that you've been told and all that you've been given. You're hit between the eyes constantly. Some people that works well with in the Bible, and we're going to learn about that, and some it doesn't, right? Some need to be restored differently, 
Amen. But the Bible says, you know, that we must, again, reap of the spirit, right? We don't want to, re- we don't want to reap of the flesh, amen, because the spirit is everlasting life. Amen. So let's move into the next one, which is 1 John chapter 2, 1 through 2. These are the two main scriptures for today's lesson. So I want to make sure we cover those. 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 through 2 says this. It says, my little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father. Amen. Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he himself is the propitiation for all sins and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Amen. We know that in John 3, 16, that Jesus came, amen, for the world. Right, So that sins can be forgiven for the world, that everlasting life would be offered to the world. It's not just for a certain few. And we learned that in last week's lesson, amen, that one can fall from the grace of God. One can fall um, from being saved, amen, and needs this part of today's lesson, which is restoration, amen. We need to be restored back to our, to our first love, which is Jesus Christ, amen, because it's very easy for us to fall. In this lifetime, it's very easy for us to sin, amen? And the Bible says that we, we are sinners. We're sinners, right? Uh, we, although we strive not to sin and although we strive to be righteous and holy people and set aside, amen, and we do our best to achieve um, the glory that God has instilled in us, we fall short, yes. amen? But we must remember that uh, all of us need restoration, yes. amen? At some point in our life, we will need it. So consider, consider that when you are the restorer. Consider that at one time, at some time, if you not already have gone through it, you will need the restorer, or you can be the restorer, amen. And ultimately, that will come through the Spirit of God, and you let the Spirit guide you through this, amen. So let us cut. Let us go to today's lesson. Like I mentioned, and 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 in John two, it said that it said Jesus Christ the righteous, and He Himself is the is the propiti- uh, is the pro- um, propitiation propitiation. Essentially, it's almost like. Uh, pronouncing the word appreciation, but it's propitiation, which essentially means he is the atonement. Amen. Uh, he is the one that uh, um, reconciles us back to uh, to our heavenly Father. Amen. He's the one who uh, uh, is appeasing. Uh, we're appeasing him in this in this matter. Amen. As he as he uh, is our propitiator. Appropriator. I'm sorry. Um, so he re- reconciles the erring. Amen. Um, when we, when we have failed to adhere to the proper or accepted standards that God has taught us in the Bible, amen, and when we've done wrong, in other words, or when we have sinned, He makes amends for us, amen. Through His Spirit, He makes amends to us, amen. Yeah. So, um, again, going to, going to the beginning of today's lesson. In our previous lesson, we learned that it is possible to fall from the grace of God, amen. Yes, it is not our desire to fall or to see others fall. We don't want that. I, I mean, no, I don't believe that anybody that comes to Christ desires to fall or, or wants anybody else to fall. Amen. We, we want us to continue to move forward and, and move forward in the will of God. So God wills that all people come to repentance. And after they are born again, that they remain in Christ. Amen. Yeah. Uh, we know that could be difficult. We know that could be difficult at times, especially as the world continues to worsen. Amen. The Bible strongly condemns sin and life of the saint of God. If you go to Romans 6, 1 through 23, or 1 John 2, 1 through 2, or uh, John 3, 1 through 10, you can read about that. Because of the power of temptation from Satan, the world, and the flesh, right? Often even the best saints, amen? The best of the best, amen? The ones that we, we look to, amen, for guidance uh, can come short of what God wants them to be, yes. amen? Uh, um, although this is not an excuse to sin, 
It is simply a fact of life. Amen. We know that today. Those of us that are mature and gone through some things, we understand that. It's a simple fact of life. Um, however, our souls are cleansed, purified, and saved from sin, but we still live in a body with the Adamic or Adamic nature, prone to sin, right? This flesh, right? Uh, Adam and Eve fell, you know, in the beginning. It's from the very beginning. It started that way. And since then, we're all in that same flesh that they were wrapped in, amen? And we're all prone to sin. Um, true believers constantly endeavor to live free from sin. Saints of God do not believe, and the Bible does not teach, that once they are saved, they can then go on living in their same sinful ways, amen? Right. We learned this last week. We learned that there's no predestination to those who are saved. Like, once you're saved, you're always saved, amen? We know that it's a continuous work, amen? It's a continuous thing that we must work at, amen? We are to walk in the newness of life as new creatures in Christ, as 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us. We are to cleanse ourselves from the filthiness of the flesh and spirit, walking holy before the Lord. The born-again experience, amen, accomplishes this in our lives. If we walk in faith and obedience to God's word, amen, if we walk in obedience right, and faith, amen, and that's, that's what gets challenged in life, our faith and our obedience. Yeah. Essentially, that's what we struggle with. We struggle with our faith and we struggle with our belief. We struggle with, we struggle with obedience to God's word. That, that's, where, that's what it all boils down to. You know, at, at times when we're, when we're wrapped in this flesh and this fleshly body, our, our Adamic nature, amen, or our Adamic nature, it's just prone to sin and it wants to go a different way. So constantly there's a war between the flesh and the spirit. It's a constant war, amen. And we do our best with the Holy Spirit to, to corral that, amen, to keep ourselves in control and to, and to do our best to live according to the will of God. But it gets difficult. So believers can err, or err, amen. Believers can err. Be overtaken in fault and come short of the glory of God. How do we deal with this dilemma in our lives and in the lives of others? Does one failure doom us to hell? Can a failing saint be forgiven? Can one be restored to favor with God and humans? Amen. Pastor posted this on our app. Those are three good questions. Three very good questions. Amen. Actually, there's four. Amen. They're, those are good questions for us to consider. Amen. Can this happen? Can we be restored? I believe so. Yes. We're going to learn all that today. Amen. We can be restored. And there is the one, amen, that, that sin that leads to death. That's, that, that's essentially something we're, we're going to learn about that. But it's essentially someone who doesn't want to be restored or doesn't want to accept the will of God in their life once they've known it. Right? You know what? I, I'm okay. I'll, I'll just keep doing as I do. Amen. Amen. So without question, the Bible teaches deliverance from sin. Once we are delivered, we have a responsibility, amen, to walk in obedience to the scripture. We are not to submit to the sinful desires and practices we once engaged in, amen. God's word clearly commands us not to sin. I think all of us mature Christians understand that today, right? It commands us not to sin. We know we shouldn't practice or engage in some of those old sinful desires, those things that we did before we came to the Lord, However, that comes back, that, that ugly head, so say, so they say, rears its ugly head again, amen, and, 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 and it tries, like the enemy in the world and those things that come from, from our past, try to draw us back into that. They always try to drag us back in. It's just, it's a constant, and that's that part of the flesh and spirit that we, we constantly battle, amen, and trying to stay in the spirit is a challenge, but it's a challenge that we should accept today, amen. It's a challenge that we should, we should uh, accept and we should know um, where we go to get our answers, amen, and that's the Bible. So what shall we say then? You know, the Bible says this in Romans 6, 1 through 2. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? 
God forbid, how shall we, that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Amen. So again, the Bible gives us plenty of scripture, right? Plenty of guidance, plenty of instruction. Amen. That we shouldn't continue in it. That grace may, you know, that grace may abound. Amen. What then shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace. Amen. God forbid. Oh, we're under grace. We're not under the law. Bible says, my little children, these things write I unto you, that ye not sin. These are all scriptures, amen, that cover, um, that, that remind us again, amen, that, that sinful nature is something that we're to leave behind and we're to no longer follow, amen. So God, God's grace teaches us that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly. In Titus 2, 11, 12, it does state that, yeah. amen, that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly, amen. And these are all these are all scriptures that that uh, that um, that uh, are are required of the saved, amen. That are required of those individuals that know God, that know Him for, first and foremost, understand Him, have given their life to the Lord. Although these are also teachings that can apply to anybody, amen. Outside of the will of God, as 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 direction on what God commands of His believers and His followers, many of these scriptures are not understood by those individuals. They don't follow them. They don't believe them. They don't stand on them. They don't know, right? Eventually, they become a sinners unto death because they don't know of the rest of the restorer, amen? They don't know that there's somebody there to restore them. They don't know that there is a God that has grace, amen? Yes, and he has forgiven, and he is the redeemer, and he has gone to the cross for our sins. But until they've given their life to Christ and until they follow his commands, they don't understand these scriptures fully and, and, and entirely. Amen. So I just wanted to state that. So if believers sin, as we move on, God, knowing our weakness and tendencies to err, has provided a method for handling the sin problem and save in a say in the saved person's life. Amen. As I mentioned, salvation does not give us a glorified body devout of thoughts uh, and desires displeasing to God. Satan, through his access to our mind, thought, life and senses bombards each of us with the temptation and enticement to evil. Yes, sir. We all know that, amen. Before we came to Christ, I'm sure we didn't understand what it was. Again, it was part of our nature, right? It was like the back of our hand. It was, so they say, second nature, right? We, we just do what we know, what we're taught, what we, were, what, what, we, what we grew up in, environments, things like that. And then you learn the Bible, and it misses you all up. It jacks you all up. You're like, oh, man, you kidding me? Everything I've known, everything I've done, everything I've been taught, everything my household does, my best friends do, the people I love to hang out with do is just all wrong. Like, man, this, 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 this really, uh, man, Lord, what am I going to do? It's like, it's just me and you, I guess. It's just me and you. Now, you know, now, you know we always like to use that ride to die, right? <laughs> Literally, we're riding to die for Christ, amen? And we're following Christ, Amen. And this is why uh, the Bible teaches us and this lesson teaches us about brethren because it's the body of Christ, amen. And when one is in need of restoration in the body of Christ, amen, it is the other parts of the body of Christ that restore them, amen. Yeah. Amen. So if my hand is hurting today and I am the body of Christ, amen, I am the body of believers and that hand is hurting today because it fell to sin, amen, because it fell to something else, the rest of the body is to bring and restore back that erring, amen. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's our duty to do such, amen. It's not our duty to judge and to condemn because that's not our job. That's God, that's what God, God makes that decision, not us, amen. It's our duty and it's our job to teach them and to help them and to restore them, amen? Yes. Amen. So 
God, knowing our weakness and tendencies to err, has provided us provided a method for handling the sin problem in a saved person's life. Salvation does not give us a glorified body, as I mentioned, devout of thoughts and desires displeasing to God. And I mentioned this, Satan, through his access um, to our mind, thought life, and senses, bombards each of us with the temptation and enticement to evil. Amen. Uh, Jesus Christ knew what our problems would be when he provided salvation for us through his death at Calvary. Amen. Man, that's almost, like I could put that in a song right there. Jesus knew what our problems would be when he provided salvation through, you know, for us through his death at Calvary. Yeah. I'm like, man, that's a good lyric. I'm going to have to take that. Amen. Amen. His redemptive plan. He also made provision for the restoration of those who fall, err, and go astray. In other words, he didn't leave us. Amen. We, we hear in the Bible, you know, that he leaves the 99 to go get the one. Amen. He doesn't leave us astray. Amen. He is the good shepherd. He goes back and gets that lost sheep. Yeah. Amen. Because it was once his. Amen. It was once his. And because of the sins that we've committed, sometimes we can go further astray from just the commandments of God. Amen. And we can start to live a life that is not according to the will of God that leads us further away from our heavenly father and ultimately a life unto death and not salvation, everlasting life. Amen. So it's, 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 God knew that. God knew it was going to be difficult. Jesus himself was tempted in the wilderness. We know that. Satan tempted him three times. Amen. So there's no way we're going to be exempt from that. There's no way we're void from it. Amen. We're going to be tempted as well. Amen. But greater is he that is in us. Amen. Than he that is in the world. Yes, sir. So in view of our responsibility to walk holy before the Lord, we present the following passages of scripture to the sincere faithful child of God, insincere, dishonest, loose living, and hypocritical individuals are not included. We will discuss how to handle sin and error error in our lives after we are saved. Amen. So first one is Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a watchman to the house of Israel, warning both the righteous and the wicked of their sins. Ministers today feel that same role in our lives. Amen. Those of us that, uh, that have ministers or that have pastors or have, have uh, you know, reverends or what may, deacons, you know, we look to these individuals to help warn us, right, of, of our sinful ways and our wicked ways, amen, and that we must heed the warnings of God, uh, God's word uh, through preaching and teaching. It, it, it's, it's our responsibility, amen, as the hearers, amen. When warned of sin in their lives, erring believers are to turn from their sin, Amen. I would go to that scripture, but essentially it is it is Reader's Digest version in number one here in the first bullet point. It's exactly that. Amen. Ezekiel was an old was an old prophet. Amen. And he he essentially told um, everyone of Israel, right? Hey, your wicked ways are, are. I'm sorry, but that's not the way it should be, right? You have wicked ways that are leading to sin, and, and I'm 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 telling you now, stop it. Amen. Stop what you're doing. He was the warning piece, right? He was the mouthpiece. That's what we have today with ministers and anybody that speaks to you from behind this pulpit, anybody that can speak to you the word of God, even you as the brethren, even you as the brethren, even you brothers and sisters at home. You you don't have to have a minister uh, or a reverend or a pastor um, say these things that have been given to us in the Bible to correct a brother or to correct a sister. Again, it's how we do it. It's how we do it. How do we correct them, and how are we restoring them, and how are we bringing them back to the fold? Amen. That's the key part. So if, me, if any man sin, in 1 John 2, 1, it is written to believers. First, the Bible warns us not to sin. Right. But if we do, but if we do, 
And I would have to say, but when we do, amen, because I, I don't know anybody that has that if yet, amen. I, I pretty much, and I, I'm not putting anybody in blast, I'm just being honest. Everyone does. <laughs> I've not met anybody who doesn't. Um, maybe that'll be Jesus when he comes back to get me, amen. God has a provision for correcting the sin. His provision is, is, not only the, is not only for the world, but for the church also, amen. And we learned that in, in 1 John, right, because it said that. It said, my little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, amen. And he himself is the appropriation for our sins. He is the atonement for our sins. He's the one who can reconcile us, right? Amen. And not for ours only, but also the whole world. Amen. So it's just, again, reiterating. Again, it's not just uh, for the church, but the whole world. Amen. So later on, First uh, John addresses brothers. Amen. Or fellow servants of Jesus Christ. It approached sin from two standpoints. A sin not unto death and a sin unto death. And... I thought about getting into this scripture because I, I personally went and dove into this one deep. And I was like, man, that's when I still have some, I still have some questions myself that God has, uh, hasn't given me revelation yet. Um, I mean, I kind of got the gist of it, but um, it was, it was, it's one of those things that you're like, man, this is kind of not, not, it's not contradictory. It's just one of those like riddles. It's like a riddle. You're like, huh, okay. So there's sins that you know, approaching sin from two standpoints, a sin not unto death and a sin unto death. But in a nutshell, what it essentially means is, again, what I spoke about earlier, amen, is that a sin unto death is one of those sins that we do uh, knowingly and continuously and have no uh, remorse, yeah. amen. We have no remorse in our heart. We have no remorse when we, we could care less, amen. Oh, God's word says I shouldn't do it, but oh, that's all right. I don't care. It's okay. Although I know it's to be, it's to be wrong what I'm doing, right? Because the Bible says for one to know good and not do it as a sin, and, and you do otherwise, amen, then you know, you know it's a sin unto death. Let's just say that, amen? So, so there's sins that are not unto death because they can be forgiven, amen? And, and because truly you have repentance in your heart, and truly you're asking for restoration from the Holy Father, amen, from the Heavenly Father, I'm sorry, and the Holy Ghost, and from your brethren. You're asking, hey, man, can you help me? Can you restore me, man? Use, use some words. Use some encouragement. Do something for me here. I need your help. You know, uh, although, the, although the Bible says, you know, that um, we, uh, you know, we have to work out our own salvation in, in some sort, it also says to bear each other's burdens, amen? And sometimes uh, when we're fallen, when we have that fallen nature in us, we need somebody to come help us. Yeah. We need somebody to come and restore us. So I urge every one of you, amen, every brother and sister to, to find that person, Amen. That confidant, that person that you can confide in um, that can help restore you. Amen. Because it's not an easy subject. I don't know about you, but when you call yourself a follower of Christ and a Christian, it's not easy to go to somebody that you know also follows the same faith. Amen. That also serves Christ and tell them, hey, I'm struggling right now with the sin. Amen. And I need your help. It's not an easy subject. A lot of people will sit here and tell you I'm immaculate. Amen. I'm not a sinner. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You know, we'll put on that facade that we're good all the time. And there may, be, there may be seasons where we go, you know, where we don't have that problem. But there are times in our life where, where we need that person to help us be restored. Amen. Yeah. So, I, I, again, I encourage you to, to find that person. So, in 1 John uh, 2, 1 through 2, the advocate, the word advocate comes from the Greek word um, perikletos. Amen. Meaning an intercessor, right? The consoler or comforter. While propitiation comes from the Greek word Pilosmos, meaning atonement 
or an expiator. Amen? And we, we talked about this. I think I kind of covered this already for you. Propriation has to do with someone who appropriates or regains the good. Amen? Goodwill of favor or favor, I'm sorry, of the one who is unhappy with us. Amen? And it's not always Christ that's unhappy with you. Amen? Although God is unhappy with your sin, sometimes it's not just God that's unhappy with you. It can be a person that, you, that you've offended, or it can be a person that fills you or a cause of something but doesn't really know the whole truth or the whole fact. Amen? So we need to be, we need to be uh, uh, aware of that. Amen? We need to be aware of that. So um, Jesus Christ is our high priest. Amen? We all know that. He's our advocate. He's the intercessor and the propitiation. I mean, the, the atonement for all things. We are to pray for an erring brother or sister who has not sinned a sin unto death. Life spiritual can be given to such a person. There is a sin unto death, however, for which prayer would not avail anything. Essentially meaning that prayer is not going to help this individual. Amen. Because this individual doesn't want your prayer. So if individual doesn't want it. So this person may need just Jesus Christ to step into the life and be the appropriator. Amen. So, yeah, I don't say stop praying for anybody. Always pray for those that need it. Amen. Always pray for those that are near and dear to your heart that need restoration. Amen. I would say never stop doing that. Amen. But don't don't allow it to discourage you. Don't allow it to uh, allow your faith to waver. Amen. Because you don't see progress in that person's life. Um, understand that the person is just not ready to receive it um, and is not ready to move forward. Amen. So as a body unites and provides care for each member, so should the church. Amen. So should the church. We should restore the erring, strengthen the weak, and encourage the downcast with love and concern in the same manner that we care for our own physical body. Amen. The same way that we care for ourselves. Amen. So James addressed the brethren or members of the body of Christ. Amen. In James 5, 19 through 20. Concerning our individual responsibility to an erring brother or sister. Err in the passage comes from the Greek word planeo, meaning to roam from safety, truth, or virtue, to go astray. Amen. Amen. To go astray or to wander or be out of the way. Amen. Essentially to, to remove ourselves from the will of God. Amen. Let's just say that. Um, you know, at times we can do that. We can do that. We, we can err on our own and, uh, and we can roam from the truth, which is the word of God. Amen. And we go astray. And it's hard to find our way back. It's difficult. Paul spoke to the church on the same subject of restoration in Galatians 6, 1 through 2, which we covered. It said, let us notice the two persons in these verses. Amen. Let us notice. Because remember, in in the first verse, it says, brethren, if a man or woman or woman, I'm sorry, is overtaken in any trespass, in any sin, essentially, You who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Amen. Again, consider yourself, right? Because sometimes we're like, oh, man, that brother or that sister, I can't believe it. How'd they fall, man? That's ridiculous. You know, the word of God says you can't do that. How they must have, man, I don't know how they, and then not understanding the level of temptation that they suffered it from. Man, not, not understanding what, what lured them away from the will of God. Yeah. Amen. Because temptations are different and, and, and are stronger for some than others. Amen. And we don't understand that because we're not in that body. Right? We're not in their mind or their heart. We don't know where they were at that time. So it's careful. We got to 
carefully assess it before we go and, and try to do the restoration is what we're going to learn now. Amen. So, so there's two people, amen, and I mentioned this. There's the restorer and the one restored, amen. The restorer, amen, the one who is, is spiritually sound, the one that's going to go and help restore the fallen brother or sister. The restorer is a brother or sister. The restorer is spiritual. The restorer is meek, amen, that gentleness, right, that, that, that what the Bible commands us in, or, and tells us in Rome 6. Uh, Rome 6, 1 through, uh, I'm sorry, Galatians 6, 1, the first couple of scriptures, it says, um, the restorer one in spirit of gentleness, right? Of gentleness, the meek is meek, considers himself, amen? Considers herself, amen? In other words, put yourself in their shoes for a minute, yep. amen? Before you go and attempt to do such. Um, bears a brother's or sister's burden, amen? We, we bear it with them. Hey, you know what? I know you're struggling with this and I, I don't condone it. I don't condone the behavior. By no means, don't misunderstand me, misinterpret what I'm trying to teach you or tell you. Um, however, I do understand that, that temptation and, and sin can easily beset all of us, right? It can easily um, remove us from the will of God. So I'm going to bear this with you, my brother. I'm going to bear this with you, my sister. Whatever you confide in me with, we'll do it together, right? Amen. And if you just need me to pray for you, I'll pray for you. Amen. But it's understanding, amen, how we bear a uh, brother's or sister's burden, right? And we consider ourselves before we, uh, we consider their sin. Amen. So the one restored, right, the one that is, uh, needs restoration is a brother or sister. Yeah. Amen. So, so both are a brother and sister. We're all brethren in this. Amen. Amen. The one that needs restoration is the one that is tempted. The one that was tempted. Amen. The one that is overtaken in a fault. Amen. The one that is it has been overtaken in sin and has gone astray. Um, the one has, who has became unspiritual, amen, and is now living more along the lines of the flesh and no longer the spirit. Um, the one that is under a burden of sin, as I mentioned, sometimes we don't understand where they are in that sin. Right? We just know that they, they've fallen to the sinful nature that all of us have within us, amen, and that we don't understand the burden that they're facing now. You know, we're like, come on, snap out of it. Come on, come on, you can do it. Let's go. You know, like, man, you don't understand how heavy this is, Amen. right? You don't understand. You don't know the magnitude of what I'm going through. And sometimes that, that, this is why I was telling you guys a minute ago, I encourage you to find that person who you can confide in, right? That confidant, all right? Somebody who you can trust. Somebody that you may be able to share some of your secrets with that you're not, a, that you're not ashamed of. Amen. So they can understand the type of burden that you're carrying. And they can help you carry that and hopefully help you overcome it. All right? That's the goal of restoration. Amen. That's the purpose of restoration. That's the purpose of restoration, restor, restoring the erring. Amen. So restore. In this instance means to repair, to adjust, yeah. to mend, or make perfect. Yeah. Amen. Mark used it in the same sense of mending nets. It is also used for setting bones or reconciling factions. Amen. You know, in Mark 1, 9, Jesus goes and calls Simon and Peter, and then he goes and gets Mark and his brother Thomas, and he tells them, you know, I'm now going to make you fishers of men. Leave your nets behind. Amen. That's what it's talking about. Amen. So, so the restore, right, in this instance means to repair, to adjust, to mend, or to make perfect. Amen. And the overtaken, the word overtaken, in this verse means to take in advance, surprise, come upon, or take unawares. Amen. It's just, yeah, exactly. It's just bam, hits you. Like, man, I was overtaken by it. 
You know, we can say that in many different ways, right? In a negative way, obviously, we're talking about sin here and the restoration that's needed, amen, of a, of a person that falls away from the spiritual life, amen? But we can also be overtaken here at the altar by the Holy Spirit, yeah. amen? You'd be sitting here one day, you know, praying, your, crying your eyes out, bawling yourself out here when we have an altar call, and all of a sudden, I was overtaken by the Holy Spirit, yeah. and the Holy Spirit hit me, and next thing you know, I'm just, I'm out. I'm, you know, we say it all the time, I was slayed by the Spirit, I was speaking in tongues, I was moving, I never had that experience before. Those of you who have experienced the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit know what I'm talking about. Amen. When you like, what was that? Yes. Like, whoa. Like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a different experience. And the good thing about that, it's like, like people say, oh, get your education because nobody can take that from you. Nobody can take that Holy Ghost experience yes. from you. Nobody can. And nobody can sit there and tell you otherwise either. Oh, you're crazy. You're, you're, you're loony, man. Oh, man. You, say, you have no idea. I, I encourage you to get deep into prayer and, and to get deep into a relationship with the Lord so you can experience that. Because when you experience it, I can tell you right now, it's hard to fall away from God so far that you can't come back. Because you're like, oh, no. Because that Holy Spirit don't let you. That, that, that Holy Ghost. Although, like I said, we all can sin and we all can go astray for a, maybe a small period of time or we need restoration. When you have that Holy Spirit of God in you and you felt that, you know, like, it just tells you. Like, once you start going too far, like that, uh, uh, you know, like you're in this box. And it really does protect and guard your heart. Yeah. It really does guard your heart and your mind. But again, you have to receive that. That's, that's, a personal, uh, uh, some, that's a personal thing that you build with the Lord. Amen. It's not something that anybody can build for you. That part is on your own. But I just had to share that. Amen. Because you could be overtaken in a positive way too. Amen. Um, so fault. Here means a missing of the mark. A fall. False step, a blunder, failure to achieve, amen? And we learned that that's essentially what this is, is restoration of the earring. This is all of it in a nutshell with three different explanations, amen? A fault. Essentially, that's what happens. A fault, amen? We missed the mark, right? We fell. We made one bad step. It was a blunder. It was a failure to achieve the glory of God, amen? And because of that, now, now we're, we're, we're under this burden of sin, amen? And we need restoration, Amen. Somebody needs it. Amen. So may these passages alert us to our responsibility toward our brethren, our need to remain spiritual. Amen. Our need to be on guard against temptation and our need or having the proper spirit while helping and restoring the erring. Amen. So we're going to look at some solutions for the sin problem. Amen. Because God's word is replete with instances, instructions and methods of dealing with sin in our lives. Amen. As well as in the lives of others. We do not want others to fail, neither do we intend to fail ourselves, amen? We should use every available means to prevent failure in our lives. God cares deeply about each of us and does not cast us away nearly as quickly as people do, amen? I, I like that right there, because God cares deeply about each of us and does not cast us away nearly as quickly as people do, because as people, right, we can judge quick. We're quick to judge. We're quick to judge and we're quick to to cast them away, amen? So brethren can eliminate as well as solve errors, faults, and offenses when they put into effect God's plan of action. As outlined below, we'll give only a few, only a brief notation on each point here, but detailed studies should be given to each, amen? So this is why we encourage you guys to, to, to come and pick up these lessons. If you can't make it to Wednesday, uh, Wednesday's uh, service, then, then ask for them on Sundays, if you come on Sundays. Because there's a lot of meat in these, uh, in these lessons for you to learn. Amen. So 
First one is it is our responsibility to seek reconciliation with those who have something against us. It's our responsibility to seek out the reconciliation. Amen. God has a method for correcting trespasses and faults between brethren. It says that in Matthew 18, 15 to 35. We are to pray for our brethren when they sin. Jesus prayed for Peter that his faith would not fail. Job's situation improved when he prayed for his friends. I think most of you know the book of Job, amen, when he was sitting on the dung pile, amen. But he still prayed for his friends despite his situation. He was probably in the worst of situations that you'll read about in the Bible. Guy lost everything. Lost everything. He had boils on his skin. You know, lost, literally lost everything. Um, all his kids, everything. All his riches, everything. But he still, had, uh, he still had the nerve to pray for his friends. Samuel prayed for Saul even when God had rejected Saul. And we know King Saul, you know, wasn't, didn't, follow Jesus's, or didn't follow God's commands at the time. That was why they referred to the Heavenly Father. Amen. And, and God removed him. And Samuel, you know, the, the prophet still prayed for him. Still pray for him despite what God was doing, right? He's like, you know what, God, I know this is your will, but I'm still going to pray for this person. This person still needs prayer. Samuel never ceased to pray for Israel, although they turned, they turned against him. Oh, the power of prayer, amen, and healing hurts, dissolving differences, and removing offenses. We should preface every effort to restore erring with prayer. I love that last note there. Before we go and restore anybody, amen, before we make that attempt, to, pray, to, to go and, and restore the, the erring, the brother or sister, we should first go into prayer. Yes. First go into prayer. Because you have no idea, again, the magnitude of that sin that that person may be carrying. And we know it to be today that sin can transfer. Yes. A spirit can transfer itself unto another individual. Amen. So it's good that we go into prayer before we go to attempt to make a restoration process um, complete. Amen. Or, or to begin one. We should pray first. Pray and ask the Lord to be our protector and to be in it. Lord, are you in this with me? Is this something you're asking me to do? Am I prepared to restore somebody? Do do I have the the instruction that you have given me and shown me to restore this individual? Amen. Is this this for me or is this for somebody else? Amen. So seek seek the Lord in prayer. Right? Seek, Seek direction. Amen. So Jesus instructed us on how to treat our brother or sister when he or she trespasses against us and then repents. Amen. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. In Colossians 3.13. And when ye stand praying, forgive if ye have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Amen. So before you go and ask somebody, amen, for, for uh, you know, you need to pray. You need to ask for forgiveness. Uh, I, I'm not going to forgive you, you know. Um, you, you, need to, you need to do the same. You need to ask for forgiveness and ask the Heavenly Father to forgive you. So only major Bible points have been presented here. Apply them in times of stress, offenses, and trials. We know we go through those pretty frequently these days. Never resort to unbiblical practices in handling hurts and differences with others. Corinthian saints were going to law before unbelievers with problems that should have been settled within the church. Amen. So they were going to the law before unbelievers with problems that could have been settled in the church. Amen. They could have been done spiritually. Division is one of Satan's most effective weapons. 
If he can cause us to hold grudges, trespass against others, offend others, or not to forgive others, his mission is accomplished. We are not ignorant of his devices. Let us be wise, lest he has taken advantage of us in this vulnerable area. Strong unity in the brotherhood, unfeigned love, and fraternal fellowship among believers will cause us to rise above petty problems. A lot of us know that most of it is petty in the beginning. How many of us go through petty things in our own home? Right? The silliest of things lead to a big issue because we're just stubborn. <laughs> stubborn people. I'm, a, I'm, I'm one. I sit here today. I'm guilty of it. Right? Like, like we hear all the time. I put my foot in my mouth. I didn't even need to say it. It's a, it turns a petty problem into a bigger problem. Solomon declared that a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. Difficult to get through, amen? Beware lest, you, beware lest you offend and cause your brother or sister to stumble or err in his or her efforts to be saved. Only one sin is unpardonable. Blasphemy against the Holy Ghost is the one we learned about a while back, when, uh, I think of several lessons ago. All other sin can be forgiven. All other sin can be forgiven. Bringing reconciliation between God and humans. Someone has said, the church is the only army that kills its wounded. That's sad. That's really sad. Amen. That is deep right there. I mean, I, that's deep. The church is the only army that kills its wounded. They don't, they don't, essentially, we're not worried about restoring anybody. Ah, you're wounded, oh well. Get over it. May this never be our enticement, or indictment, I'm sorry. Rather, let us be strong and restore their erring, amen? Let us be the ones that have that spirit. Amen. So safeguards for believers. God has placed signs, directions, and guardrails along the route to heaven. He does not want us to fail in our effort for God. Below are four of the many safeguards God has given our spiritual protection. For our spiritual protection. If we only had, if, if we had only these, they would, they would be enough, I imagine this would say, to keep the sincere Christian from erring. Heed them and happiness will be yours. Amen. The ministry. These are the four things, the safeguards for the believer. The ministry, your pastor and other ministers are your best friends when it comes to godly counsel and direction in times of failure. Amen. Amen. The Holy Ghost, God's Spirit, is, God's Spirit in us is a powerful deterrent to error, and, to error and sin. Let the Spirit guide you. Amen. And the Word of God, we all know this to be true, the truth. Illumination for every situation is found in the Bible. Corrective measures for every conceivable problem are found within its holy pages. Use it and practice its precepts. The brethren, finally the brethren. As our brother's keeper, we need to bear the burdens of the erring and the hurting among us. Providing a spiritual safety net for those whom Satan entices to fall is a needed ministry among believers. The brethren are important, is what this is saying, is what this is telling us. You're, you have an important role in the body of Christ. Amen. So God has given us so much to prevent our being cut off from the true vine. Let us use every available resource to bear the fruit of the Spirit and stay out of error. I'm going to finish there, but I have, a, I have a few other notes that I brought. And I want to just go through these really quick. And I believe it just kind of reiterates what we, what we were taught. Yes. Amen. Because this is, this is an important situation. I think that a lot of people that have been part of a church in many different facets 
um, are living with hurt. And as we read, amen, that a, a church is quick to finish off its wounded rather than to restore them. Amen. So doing these things and taking this responsibility to restore the fallen, to restore the erring is very important. <clears throat> we must be very considerate. Amen. Because in, in, in being the, the restorer, amen, too often are the erring harshly judged, condemned, despised, crushed, so that if they are strong, they are confirmed in their errors by pride and motives of sheer self-defense. And if they are weak, they become reckless and despairing and a ready prey for greater evils. The censorist will have to answer for the terrible responsibility of confirming guilt and checking repentance. Yeah. We're responsible for that if we don't do it correctly. In no case, it is, our, it is not ours to judge but to, or to brand and ostracize the guilty. It is to, or is to incur the heavy guilt of those who make others to sin. How different would the history of the church have been if instead of the controversy, which aims only at silencing opponents, there had been the counsel that seeks at restoring brethren. Sometimes, like the, like the Bible mentioned, that is a ministry in itself. So some people are like, you know, I don't want to be a pastor. I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to be in the praise team. I don't want to be in the sound. I don't want to be this or that. If you have the spirit to restore a brother and sister, that is so important. That's what this is saying. That is so important. That is something that the church needs today. Amen. And I'm not just talking about one church. I'm talking about the body of Christ. Amen. So it is important to see that there should be no aim short of restoring the erring. That it is false charity which ignores sins in others. They must be faithfully pointed out and earnestly opposed. The great end must not be mere punishment nor easy indifference, but restoration. Amen. And I want to put I want to leave on this right here. Charity. Consider that the unfortunate man has been overtaken in a trespass. Make due allowance for the peculiar form of the temptation under which he fell or she fell and for the surprise with which it came upon him, that suddenly overtaken thing that we're talking about. Have meekness, right? The duty is not to scold, but to heal. The healer of souls must show the utmost possible gentleness. Amen? Some like it, like I told you, rough and hard. I want to be told this is how it is. This is what you're doing wrong. This is what you need to fix. And others, there needs to be a different approach. Consideration for wounded pride and respect for nature, natural reserve. And should do all he can not to humiliate the offender more than is necessary, nor to injure his self-respect. And finally, humility. When you go to do this, have a spirit of humility. Looking to thyself, lest thou also be tempted. It is not necessary to appear immaculate, like I mentioned earlier, in order to restore another. You don't have to appear perfect. You just need to know the word of God and you need to know that that person is hurting and needs restoration. And know that your spirit is sound enough to go and take care of it. The pride of assumed superiority will be the worst possible hindrance in such a work. It is well to remember that if we had met the same temptation, we might have had even a more grievous fall. In other words, we're judging them over their sin, how they fell. But if we were set in that same situation, we might have even fell further from it. Amen. So on someday our time may come. And then that present offender, 
that person that's offended and fell away, the one that needs restoration, may be your restorer. Amen. So let the work be done then as a brother to a brother. Amen. God bless you, church.